Welcome to our percipient realtors and investors across the country. Today is thir- Tim, you're not supposed to laugh at my at my adjectives. Mute yourself what out. A, what a percipient. Uh, uh, if you don't know, look it up. Words up at this point. <laughs> no, no. Percipient is perceptive, astute. Into, you know, it's it's all kinds of good stuff. You guys got to not laugh. I mean, you know, I've, it's not easy to come up with 350 different adjectives. Anyway, today is, yeah, no, that is a correct pronunciation. Now, be quiet while I finish the intro. Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, and this is Mastermind Podcast number 347. As you can probably hear, uh, my partners, our coaches, and I came to play today. We're here to have some fun. We hope you are, too. Uh, we do have two in the queue so far. Um, Bruce and Tim, anything you want to um, start with, and then we'll get to the queue? Not for me, sir. Sure. I'd like to hear from the people in the queue. Yeah, All right, Bruce. Uh, All right. If we have a break during the queue, uh, there's a couple things that Tim can interview Bruce about. But let's go to our first caller. That's why you guys are here. And anybody else that would like to join in, we got a good attendance today. Just hit star six and hit one, and you can be up next. First up today is phone number ending in 3432. You're up first. Are you there? 3432. All right. Well, I think he got shy. Uh, we have one other one in the queue. If uh, 3432, just hit star six and hit one again, and you can make it back into the loop. Uh, next up is phone number ending in 4574. You're up next. Hi, this is Sylvia in Whittier, California. And hey, Sylvia. Hi, hey, Sylvia. Hi. Um, I just have a question. I just started. I'm not new to the business, but I just started um, the finishing up the course for the probate. And I came across actually this morning um, where I called and <clears throat> I the second or third number was like a an office. And I guess it was the personal representative, um, I guess, assistant maybe that answered it. And I thought it was a, a real estate office, but it's actually an insurance office. The My question is, um, the email, I guess he wasn't available, but she said anything that um, I needed to send or to get a hold of him had to go through her email first. So what would you send uh, as an email just to try to get some kind of response or get him to call back? Jim, do you uh, do, uh, do you Chuck or Tim have anything? I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm processing. I'm processing. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll start off the top of your head. Yeah, I'll start off. I know I know something that has worked before for our attorneys when they're dealing with professional um, PRs and or attorneys. Um, okay. Make it look very. You want to get it opened in red. So make make the subject line. Regarding probate case number two seven four three two five, and then when you get into the con- when you get into the content, you can go one of two ways. You can, you can give them some content, or you could say, um, you know, it's important. I talk to you about this probate. Please give me a call. That'll sure get the, that'll sure get them to call back. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. might they might be a little annoyed when they do. Bruce, okay. if she chooses to if she chooses to do, it kind of reminds me. Um, it just depends on um, how far you want to go with it. We had a a door knocker years ago that had some um, some stickers made up that looked like UPS delivery stickers, like we missed you. And he made up stickers he used to put on the door that says, sorry, we missed you. Please give a call. And people thought they had missed the delivery of a package, and they 100% of them would call back. <laughs> so that's kind of the same approach. You could either do that or, Bruce, if she were to choose to leave some content, what would you recommend? Well, um Honestly, thinking about it, especially since it's going through secretary, I think that I would um, um, maybe say in the email um, sensitive information. So in the subject line, I like regarding the estate of um, so-and-so or or the case number. And then in the content, say um, uh, this is a sensitive um, topic and – and this is a sensitive talk, topic. Please, um, please forward to, um, to whoever the the PR is and have him give mm-hmm. me a call. And then that way, it's still going through the secretary. But I'm probably not going to put a whole lot of information in there since it's a third party right. that mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be looking at that. So I, I would also that, just add one other thing, and that is that you want to you want to maybe say something about. That's a great answer, Bruce. Is that you might want to say something about. I just need a couple of minutes of, uh, you know, the person's name. I need a couple of mm-hmm. minutes of uh, whoever it is, uh, Miss Miss Jones' time to uh, uh, deal with a sensitive matter, like Bruce was saying. But if you make it short, then they're not going to think, well, I've got to lay out a half an hour to talk to this person that I don't know anything about. So you've given them an expectation that it'll be short and sweet. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um Good. Agreed. Agreed. I, I wouldn't want to put a whole lot of information in there for a third party to see, so I really right. wouldn't lay out the details of the program when it's going to a third party. Absolutely. Okay. And then, so speaking of which, so you you got you got a gatekeeper, and that happens right. a lot with attorneys. It happens um, when you have the PR, a PR that's professional, kind of running running a business. Mm-hmm. Those things happen, and their gatekeepers are trained to keep people out. One of the best questions that I've ever heard when you get that gatekeeper that's trying to lock uh, lock you out is uh, mm-hmm. is the question, if you were me, how would you go about grabbing five minutes of so-and-so's time? <laughs> so now you're asking them a pointed question that's, uh, that's, that's open-ended and it's kind of defining what you want is five minutes of mm-hmm. the person's time. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, can I get five minutes of their time, which the answer is probably no or what's it about, Right. Um, if you were me, how would you grab five minutes of their time? And you'd be surprised how many people are going to say, oh, well, um, how about I have him give you a call? Or um, you might want to do it on his cell phone or might want to do it after hours or something. It's it's um, it's a really good question that a lot of times get, gets you around the gatekeeper that would have otherwise mm-hmm. shut you out. Mm, okay. That's great. That's also, Bruce, yeah. that's great because you're you're highlighting the fact that you understand the power that they have now you're you're challenging them to use it a little bit. You're saying, you know, I get the fact that you're large and in charge and no one would know better than you how to do this. How would you do it? That's brilliant, man. Yeah, I love that, too. I was going to say, I suspect you'll get comments to that, like, don't tell him I told you, but he usually gets back from lunch about one fifteen. 
So if you call right at one fifteen, you'll probably get a hold of them. Right. <laughs> I could, yeah. you're 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 I really winning the person work. over. What's that? Yeah, I actually think that would work because she did tell me I confirmed the email that I had here, and she says, "Oh yeah, but don't don't send that one because he doesn't he doesn't even check his emails." So that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, great. Me. You know, so it sounded like she would get it to him, but I just didn't know what to send. But that sounds good. I'll I'll see um, which one of these I if they all sound good. So I'll put something together. Thank you. Yeah, no, that is you know this is our 347th call. We get a lot of duplicate questions, but I don't ever remember asking anybody. I've heard people say, "How do you get past the gatekeeper?" But I've never heard that question asked in that way. How do you get the gatekeeper to you know to to kind of side with me and get me access to the to the person in charge. So a great question. Thank you. I think we Thank got a few you. good answers. Try it and come back and let us know how it worked, okay? Definitely. Okay. Thank you. We have one more in the queue, guys. Just hit star six and hit one, and you can be next. In the meantime, next up is phone number ending in 6628. You're up next. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, I recognize that voice. Hey. I figured I would call and bug you since you're both on a, in a good mood today. Oh, we're always in a good mood. At least two yeah, two like, of the three of us are. Two out of three of hey, us are always in a good mood, and I'm I'm not saying who the third one is, so go ahead. I'm not what are you trying to say, Jim? What's your point, Jim? <laughs> hey. Go ahead, sir. Hey, I, I apologize. This is Scott, and I'm in Atlanta. Um, hey, Scott, I know. I know you guys have talked about this before many times, and pardon my ignorance and having to go back through all the calls, but I want, since you guys are in such a good mood today, I wondered if you would, maybe Tim and maybe Bruce, that you would both like give us, give me your uh, voicemail drop for older leads, just kind of a paraphrase for it. I'm recording it, so I'm going to use whichever one I think best. Okay. Um, no pressure, so Bruce, you go drop. first. For an older lead, is this an older lead that you have not called for a while, or never called, or is this an older lead that you've that, that you're that you've already been trying and they've kind of been ignoring you? Uh, older lead that I have not called recently. Correct. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, I'm probably going to leave two. So not a single voicemail. Voice the, the the first of the two voicemails I'm going to leave for older leads are um, going to start with, um, hey, uh, it's Scott. I uh, just wanted to give you a a really quick uh, quick call if you could just give me a shout back at your convenience um, at da 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 da. And if um, oh, and just in case you didn't know, um, this is about. Um, the probate case that you were the personal representative on, I'm not sure if you're still going through that. Please give me a call back. So I'm actually going to leave a couple of details, and instead of leaving it too vague and ambiguous, I'm going to say, oh, oh, and just in case you didn't know, this is about the probate case number such and such. Um, please give me a call back. And that should create a little bit of curiosity. Um, the next email that I'm going to leave is going to say, um, hey, this is Scott. Um, I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago, and um, we hadn't had a chance to connect, but I was calling um, about uh, the house at 123 Main Street, if you have an address. And um, 
basically I help people that have kind of gone through the probate process recently or maybe have inherited property. I um, have a lot of different services that I offer to help you get through uh, finalized probate. And if you've already gone through the probate process, I have a couple of other things that might be interesting to you. Call me back. But I, I do want to leave two voicemails, not just one. And I'd like one to be a little bit more vague and then one to go over a couple of the services that you offer. What's the separation form? Ask that again. What's the separation time frame? Um, for me, it would be probably be about uh, three, weeks. Um, three three weeks or so. Okay. It doesn't. Uh, ask me tomorrow. I'll give you a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be probably be a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, Jim. Chuck. Yeah, I'll give you. Uh, and Tim will let you go last, so you'll have, you know, last is always best. Um, those are both great. Um, a third one that's worked very well for me, especially if they're very old leads, if they're like six months, a year, year and a half, two years old, I use a very blunt, very direct approach, you know. Hey, Scott, um, this is Jim. I, I noticed you are or recently were the executor of an estate. You may have already sold that property. If so... You know, no need to call me back. Hey, if you do still have a property you want to sell, would you give me a call? Just really straight to the point. And like Bruce always says, you're giving them permission not to call back. When you say if you've already sold it, no need to call me. Um, and the people that respond to that say, yeah, you know, I, I've just, I was just thinking the other day, like a year ago, my phone was ringing off the hook. And now that I finally want to sell it, you know, you're the only one that's contacted me in, in a long time. So that, that one's worked very well for me, just a very direct approach, but I would do it on the older of the oldest leads, you know, because most of them have already sold, and you're you're kind of acknowledging that they may have, and you're kind of maybe reminding them why they haven't. You know, you, you'll get a variety of reasons, but I hear things like, you know, we just couldn't bring ourselves to go through mom and dad's stuff. Um, I've heard, you know, there's three of us, we all got our lawyers, and I won. So I'm the executor of the estate. You know, they'll they'll usually start off by telling you the reason. They'll start off by acknowledging, yeah, you're right. Uh, I I was, and I finally some will, some feel compelled to call you back and say, oh, it was so nice, but yeah, I did sell the property, even though you told them not to, and that's fine. You know, you might just want to see if you can add them to your sphere of influence. But if they call back and acknowledge that they're finally ready. Um, you're kind of on the same page already because you told them, you know, you sort of reminded them of the reason that it took so long and reminding them that they do want to sell now. Jim, no pressure. What do you have to add to those three? Actually, Chuck, Chuck is on. Chuck, you got anything? Yeah, I think, you know, the primary approach, because they're older, I think that the blunt approach and stepping forward with, hey, I'm calling because I know that there might have been some real estate if you do have real estate there. And if I could bring you an acceptable offer, maybe you might consider selling that real estate. Let's have a conversation. Give me a buzz. 717-555-1212. There you go. Sure. Yep. That's, that's four, four versions. On, on older. Direct what? is good on, on older leads. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I'm going to give you mine, and it's kind of different than 
any of those. And, you know, I think you should actually try, take a whack at, you know, several of these and see what you get, because uh, these have all been really good answers. Uh, hopefully mine will be as good as the ones you already got. Mine's pretty straightforward, and it has nothing to do with the real estate itself. I'd just say, hey, this is Scott. Let me, let me stop a second and say, I wouldn't use your last name. I'd just say, hey, this is Scott, and that keeps it conversational. So it's, hey, this is Scott. I've been trying to reach you about the state of Emily Davidson for a while, and I haven't heard back from you. I'm concerned we're going to run out of time. I know you need to get this probate settled, and you don't want to leave anything hanging. Please call me back as soon as possible. Again, this is Scott. My number is 676-5555, and this is regarding the estate of Emily Davidson, and I'd hang up. That, that says you're not doing your job if you don't call me back. Especially if it's still an active probate. If it isn't, they may not call back anyway. But if it is, it's still an active probate. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of the point. Yeah. If it, it kind of yep. gets it all out of the way. If it hasn't been settled, it's still hanging, they're going to call you. They're not doing their job if they don't. And they're required to make that phone call. And they're required to check with anybody that may have a claim. This is true. Yep. I like it. Awesome, guys. All right, Scott, who's so, the winner? Winner, winner, yeah, I was just going to ask that, Scott. It's up. Winner, should we wait till he tries them, or should he just give his? <laughs> Which one do you like the best, Scott? I can't tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to kill us if you told us. So, all right. I but, know you like no, do... the best, Scott. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> I like him today. There you go. All right. Well, I would right. say, hey, try, try, try them all. Gauge the results, you know, spread them, spread them up uh, at least a few days or a week apart. Try them all and let us know what works. Yeah, seriously, that's a great, it's a really great question. And I think that the other thing I would do is take a second and just add one other thing. And I'd like to ask my, my cohorts on here for the same thing, which is that in addition to that, what other, what other recommendations do you guys have? And, and I'm, I'm also going to say that I would add to this that I don't think it's uh, a bad thing to go do to at some point in this process, uh, you know, if you if you haven't heard back from them in 90 days, I also think that if they're still an active lead in your system, it may be a good time to literally send them a number 10 envelope uh, letter that literally, you know, explains to them why you're trying to reach them. And on the outside of the letter, have it say regarding the estate of Emily Davidson. And that's going to get their attention as well. I think sometimes we neglect to uh, rely on the fact that the personal representatives are the the people that have to do this job, and we forget that we don't necessarily take advantage of, not necessarily take advantage, not the right word, but rely on the fact that it's part of their responsibility to do this. And the more we can engage with them to do that and you know, talk about the things that are, you know, what we do to solve their problems and, you know, chasing down people that might be stakeholders and, you know, anecdotal data about the fact that you're the you're the god or goddess of probate. Uh, those are important things to point out, and a letter can do that better and sometimes better than that call can do. So I'd suggest you might want to drop something in the mail. And, Bruce, what, what's your opinion of that? No, I think that uh, dropping – different pieces in the mail that kind of fall um, generally outside of your um, mailing campaign because we should all have 
as long as it's in your budget, we should all have a uh, a lengthy mailing campaign. But especially on older leads, um, I think it's important to hit them with uh, with something something at that nine month mark because you don't know who who got stuck and hasn't heard from a single probate specialist or agent or estate sale company in months at that point. So if they're stuck in the in probate quicksand and they're not uh, answering, they haven't answered any calls, they probably hadn't gotten anything for a while, um, 100% agree you should send them uh, a letter. Um, Tim likes the number 10 envelope. I love it. I kind of like a um, full 8.5 by 11 envelope that's unfolded. Um, I, I, I like both. I might even do both. Let's while we're spending your money, Scott. Let's go ahead and spend some more of it. Let's do two letters. <laughs> you know, I was going to add to that also, Scott, um, that we don't talk about enough. We, you know, we're eight years old. When we started this company. We said send three letters, follow up with three phone calls. That's always been the minimum standard. What we have found over the years, as probate has become more more well known than we started, if if you've got the budget you really should do six letters and we we if you're automa- if you're having us automate the letters um we have a six month letter we can send out there's really no reason to to not automate you know maybe five six letters and then uh send them a letter at the 6 month the 9 month the 12 the 18 and the 24 month you could automate all that and, because the reality is if you start with 100 leads after 90 days you should have eliminated probably 70, 75% of them. And after six months, you should have eliminated 90% of them. You know, after a year, maybe 95%. So it's not going to cost you a lot to keep mailing to the few remaining ones. But those ones that you never eliminated because they were procrastinated, they didn't answer your phone, they didn't respond to your mail, but you still believe, in other words, they haven't disqualified themselves yet. It's very inexpensive to just set up an automated campaign to email to them every every ninety days until the end of time or until or until they respond. You know, it's certainly not going to be a costly campaign, and um, you know, the it's going to get progressively more worth it because the farther out you get, the less likely you're going to have any competition. So you, that is something you could automate up front. I don't think hardly anybody does that. We always talk about go back and revisit your leads and send them a letter after six months, do the same after 12, do the same after 18. We can automate that process for you. Just when you put in the request, um, you know, make it a long-term thing. Now, if you're going to do that, make sure you get in and you um, you eliminate your, you know, the, your sold ones from the mailings. You don't want to keep mailing to everybody for a year. You're going to waste a lot of money because most of them are going to be sold. Did you follow that thought process? Awesome. Gotcha. Okay. What else can we help you with, sir? I think that what you're hearing and everybody else on the call, the same thing, is that, you know, too often we just assume that, well, we didn't, didn't, I didn't get anywhere and I took a whack and I swung the bat and, you know, uh, I didn't get anybody to call me back and I'm just there. And I can't tell you the number of times that, on these calls that we end up with hearing lots and lots of people come back and say to us, hey, you know, I've heard you guys say it before, and I just got a call from somebody that I haven't heard from or talked to in over a year, and they finally reached out to me. And 
Think about what causes people to do that. And that's what you got to get into your head. You got to get in the mindset of the person that's dealing with this. Oftentimes, uh, you know, a, a whole a probate can even get settled out. Somebody ends up with a house or whatever, but the person that's the PR is actually the person that ended up with it. They want to sell it and they just haven't done anything with it because they couldn't get the, you know, think about it. If it was, it was a child or, or surviving spouse or, you know, it's now time to sell the house and they got stopped because the house is still filled with the possessions of the loved one. Nothing happened. Uh, you know, there are lots of reasons that that house is still sitting there waiting to get sold. And it's like any kind of regular real estate. You need to be top of mind at the time that it's important for that decision to get made. If you're not, they're going to go with the guy next door, the last realtor sign they saw, somebody that they saw on a billboard. You need to make sure that you're putting your face in front of them and you're diligent. And you should point out also that, you know, just imagine hearing from me now and I've heard from you in this long. Think about the wonderful job I'm going to do to help you get this house marketed. If you, you know, give me a call and we can talk about it, I can do better for anybody else will because I'm the hardest working uh, person in the business. There are lots of things you can say like that. And don't hesitate to, you know, personalize every bit of that. But old leads are great leads. Yep. And I love the voice that you used there, Tim. It reminds me of the voice my wife uses when she's mocking me, you know. <laughs> that third, I like the I like the sound effect of that's what you're going to say. So, uh, so I'm just being a smart aleck. Uh, but uh, no, it's a, it's a great point. Let me let me kind of jump in again on this and and talk about um, talk about the pain, the pain points that someone's going uh, experiencing. And I'm not talking about the emotional pain at this point. If it's an older lead, I hope that that emotional pain has kind of subsided and, and that it's less acute. Uh, but what do we do with pain that is not acute? When, it, when pain is acute, we act on it. When pain is not acute, we ignore it. And I know people walking around um, all over the place with physical pain that's not acute. It's just kind of a dull, uh, it's just a dull pain. And they've ignored it for years and gotten almost to the point that they uh, don't notice it until you draw their attention there. And anybody that has a property, especially a vacant property, that they have inherited, they've been going through the probate process, and if they're not done in 9, 12, 18 months, whatever the time frame is, if they're not done, it's probably because they've just ignored the pain. Nobody else is pointing it out. They're not thinking about it. They're getting up and they're living their everyday life, and every month, that mortgage rolls around or every month that utility bills rolls around, but they kind of forget it because it's on automatic. So those are people that would sell if it was pointed out. I'm kind of thinking about myself. I uh, sign up for memberships or subscriptions and every month my card gets hit and I don't really think about it. I know that it's there, but I'll kind of think about it at midnight and go, ah, I really ought to do something about that. But then I go about my life. And these leads are, are doing the same thing. They're kind of forgetting about the, the things that they need to do with that probate or with that property because they're going about their life because the acute pain is gone. And there are lots of people that are just kind of floating out there in limbo, not finishing their probate case or not selling the property that they know they need to sell because it's just not acute anymore. 
and they need our help. We need to point that pain out. Um, we don't need to sell them on the fact that they're in pain. We just need to point it out because a lot of times they, they already know in the back of their mind that they have to take care of it. They've just started to ignore it. And, uh, and, and you'll move a lot of people off of the proverbial fence by sending that letter, by giving that call after they've been through probate or in probate for a long time. So we talked to you guys about quitting in six months. Um, in general, I, my campaign starts to wind down at about the six-month mark, but there's nothing wrong with maybe running Probate Plus against an old set of leads, find that 10, 15, 20% of people that haven't done anything yet, and going after them. Nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, uh, not only is there nothing wrong with it, I think it, I think you owe it to your business and these leads to be able to go after those older leads like that. You owe it, owe it to them as well because otherwise they're just going to be stuck. So you're providing a, an amazing service that, um, at, that should save them a lot of money and time uh, versus just sitting there with a dull pain that they're ignoring. Yep, great analogy. Well said. Anything else we can do for you, sir, this week? That was way more than enough. <laughs> All right, great. Hey, we have we have two more in the queue. <laughs> Way more than awesome. enough. I appreciate you guys. I could hear awesome. the pain when you said. I could I could hear the fresh pain when you said way more is enough. So hey, I'm that's jumping good. on y'all's humor bandwagon here. Okay. Oh, I know you are. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. This is a serious business, but we don't have to take ourselves too seriously. Got to have try to have fun with it. Um, I see there's two in the queue. I also see that Roger Lacey is on the call. Roger, if you would come on and tell everybody about your Bubba Gump deal, I would love, I think everybody would enjoy your Bubba Gump deal, and I know you know what I'm talking about, so hopefully you'll jump into the queue, hit star six and hit one. Uh, in the meantime, next up is phone number ending in 6755. You're up next. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey. Hi, my name is... Uh... Mike and my wife Madeline is here with me. We are newbies to the group. I just wanted to say hello to everybody. Um, I am a brand new, brand new um, involved. I had one question. Um, do you guys ever visit people that are leads? Like, do, like I, I just look at things like when I get junk mail or if I get phone calls who aren't personable to me that I don't know who the person is and they start to ask, or question about personal um, information. I'm very leery about that. And I'm just going based on myself. So if I'm dealing with a stranger because I'm trying to, I guess, acclimate myself into this business, would actually visiting people on these leads be something that you guys would frown upon? Or like, what What are your thoughts about No, we have that uh, pop-up. We have that pop up pretty frequently where uh, people will, um, will will bring up the idea of going to visit. And uh, okay. it's not a lot of people that are going to do it. I guarantee you're going to stand out in doing that. Um, I guarantee you're going to stand out in doing that. So I, I'll, in, I'll encourage it. Um, yeah, it, this is this needs to be a holistic approach. So you don't want to only go visit. You don't want to only go knock on a door. You don't want to only call. You don't want to only okay. mail. Um, any any of those things that you're going to do exclusively without the other elements um, are going to kind of 
uh, pigeonhole you into um, into only getting the people that are home during the day or only getting the people that answer calls from a number that they don't know. And we, we need to do it all, but I, I'm going to encourage you to go visit. Um, another group of people that you need to be going and visiting are going to be the attorneys. Um, and I know okay. there, there are a lot of people who are really um, – they get um, they get a little squeamish about uh, going and knocking on a door, especially during this time. Um, if you're squeamish about it, that's totally fine. But I don't have an issue with you knocking on a door at all. I think that you're gonna it's gonna help help you stand apart. Anybody that's home, uh, they're more likely to answer the door than they are the phone. Gotcha. Do you are you are you getting are you getting our leads at this point? I have not. I like I said. I am brand new. I I am. I was just introduced to this today. Um, this okay. is my first call with you, with you gentlemen. Um, that is something that I'm trying to get acclimated. I do have real estate. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process of selling, uh, and I want to get into uh, a different avenue. I guess if you want to say that, um, I'm looking for different ways to acquire properties, and this piqued my interest. Yeah, so here, here's the thing that you, you need to be aware of, and that's this, that um, you, when you when you get the leads from us, we give you three big data points. One of them is we give you the personal representative from the probate. So that is the person whose job it is to represent the decedent. And that's, you know, typically the enormous executor, executrix. And those are the, per, the people that are responsible for it. The other thing that we give you is the last known address of the decedent, and then we also give you the attorney's address. So I think Bruce's point there is that the person that you're going to go see, is, if you're going to go do that, uh, is probably going to be the personal representative. You may find okay. that you're going to have to hunt them down. They may be, you know, they may be working or whatever. So you're going to have some hit and miss stuff there, and. I, I guess the point is that you may or may not have the address of the property being sold, and you're going to have to go to the person who's going to go do it. And I think Bruce's point about if you're going to go make a visit, you kind of get double bang for the buck uh, going to see the attorney, because if you take yeah. the lead list that you get and you sort it by the attorneys, you'll see that in most cases, you'll find an attorney who typically is representing more than one probate in your marketplace. So if you find every month that you've got an attorney who's getting three or four people, he's got three or four new clients in the probate space every month, that's an extremely valuable relationship for you to cultivate if you can do it. And that's definitely worth going to see. Let me have one other thing to add to this. It's going to be a little bit of a commercial. That's why I'm harping on it. So one of the things that we're doing is that we are creating a new product to, to get to you folks that's going to give you a handout to help you get in that door a little bit easier rather than walk in with nothing or walk in with your business card. We're going to give you a nice uh, uh, document to hand to them that will also help you prospect nursing homes and assisted living and all that. So I think you need to, you know, we need to get you squared away and get you, you know, get you into our leads program and we'll kind of help you get all those things done. And we'll get you some more information on that as time comes. Jim, I, I think we have a bunch more people in the queue, right? Jimmy? Jim? 
We do. We sure do. Hey, Michael, you and I just spoke a couple hours ago, but everything Tim says also applies to circle prospecting and any lead source. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, try everything, you know, send them a letter, make a phone call, show up at their doorstep. It's hard to ignore you if you show up at the doorstep and your conversion rate should go through the, you get a lot more doors slammed in your face than people will on the phone, but your conversion rate will go up also considerably. I got you. Make sense? So thank you. Yes, yes, I got. I got to. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I got to jump in. I don't. I don't think I haven't done a ton of door knocking, but a lot of our a lot of my coaching clients have. I don't think that many people are going to slam a door in your face. There's a lot fewer people that when when they're face to face with you that are going to slam a door than than might hang up on you when you call. Uh, I agree, but it will be more doors you get slammed when you're on the phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. no I, I hated to jump in on that. I just didn't want people no. to, be, to fear knocking on doors because most people are pretty polite. You're right. When I was in college, I, I sold encyclopedias door to door, and in in uh, three summers of doing that, I had maybe five people that got upset with me. You're right. When you show up with a big smile on your face, they might nicely tell you they're not interested and apologize and give you a glass of water, but very few people are really rude. People people want to be nice. If you give them an opportunity, they will be. Good point. Good yeah. point. All right, Michael, does that help, sir? Yeah, and Madeline? Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you. We got a full, we got a full queue. Next up is... Oh, Michael, that's you again. Okay, next up is Roger Lacey. Thank you for jumping in. I I teased them all with the Bubba Gump story. So, do you want to share that with us? Well, let me let me let me put an icing on the cake with uh, the door knocking conversation. Please, <clears throat> sure. Uh, dad, my dad was uh, uh, transferred. He was in the army. Went to Okinawa. It was an unaccompanied trip. And it takes about six months, about three months to six months before the allotment check gets to the dependents. And uh, and we moved uh, from Fort Hood to Fort Smith, Texas, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And we knew it was in the middle of winter. And uh, my mom decided that uh, we couldn't wait for six months. So she got out her sewing machine and uh, and went to the, bought a bunch of fabric and created chicken head pot holders. This is probably when I was 15 years old. And uh, she she filled up one of those hard shell overnight bags, gave one to me and one to my brother, and uh, go out and sell these uh, for uh, 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 50 cents each, three for a dollar. And it took me uh, a, a lot of overcoming fear knocking on the door uh, until I finally realized in a conversation with somebody that I said, you know, I just open up the bag, open up the box and say, I'm selling chicken head potholders. If I could shiver a little bit, uh, just showing the cold uh, snow that I was in, they would have pity on me and they would buy a couple. And then I'd start asking, then they would start picking out the colors that they had in the, in their, in their kitchen. And I went, wow, that's the question. So I walked up to one door, there's a sign on it says no solicitors. And I went, I stood there for about a minute thinking, what does that mean? What is solicitors? And so I just knocked on the door and uh, the, the guy said, what do you want, kid? And I said, well, I, uh, what does this sign mean? No soliciting. 
And he said, uh, I mean, we don't want no damn salespeople. About that time, I heard his wife in the background say, what's that boy doing out there? And I, at the top of my lungs, I said, what color is your kitchen? I opened him up, and she said, I got a blue kitchen. Oh, I want that one and that one. Now she, and they did. They bought just about everything I had there. But, uh, knocking on doors. Knocking on doors is, is – you may find another seller by knocking on the door because I had one just uh, a couple of years ago. A uh, lady says, no, I'm not interested in that uh, 10 acres over there that's uh, in probate. I know all about that over there, but I am interested in moving uh, to uh, Farmington. And, uh, and I said, uh, does that mean you're going to sell your house? And she said, well, we're, we got to sell this house before we move that. And they're building over there. And I sit there and I went – well, and I started looking in and said, "Will you mind if I take a look at your house? Oh, no, come on in. We like realtors. We, and, and so I sold that. I sold the 10 acres, not to them, to somebody else. And I sold that house and I sold, an, sold another house. So you may get another. Knocking on doors is a good thing, you know, especially if they're next door neighbors to the probate property. They may be interested in purchasing the, the probate property or getting a mix into it, uh, in, into the, the offers. Uh, selection of uh, being able to make an offer on the property. So oh, that, is, uh, that is great. This is this is like a door doctor's reunion. You reminded me they used to tell us if you see a no salespeople uh, sign when they answer the door, say, "I notice that sign, but my boss tells me I'm not much of a salesperson anyway." But you got a minute? <laughs> it's like self like self deprecating humor. <laughs> it always works. <laughs> it usually works. That's, that's why they have. That's why they have the sign up because they know that they're susceptible to salesmen and and they don't want to be. They want to eliminate as many as they can. But uh, they're. they're that, that is. That's awesome, Roger. Thank you. That was very inspiring. So so tell us about Bubba Gump. I'm sure we got everybody's curiosity. You're talking about the the big acreage and uh, me making a call on the attorney's office of that one. No, the shrimp the, boats in on the west coast of Florida. Oh, I have the wrong person, don't I? Yeah, I'm not sure which one you're talking oh, about, but I will. No, uh, I, I, well, now i got to tell everybody, I, I apologize. I just realized it was one of our other long-term clients that sent me a lead. I was thinking it was you when I saw your name there. We, I got a call from um, somebody in your neck of the woods that's been with us a long time and had a referral for a property over on the west coast of Florida. It was two docks and three shrimp boats. And he said, do you think oh. you get to find a real – so anyway, I reached out to a real one of our subscribers over there. He sold the two docks and the shrimp boats for 750000 and uh, oh. sent the guy that referred him to you, <laughs> referred him to us, a nice commission check. Yeah, my, my apology. I was confusing you with another subscriber, but at least I got a chance to tell the story. Well, uh, that, 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 that was that one I can, I can talk about. Uh, a unique uh, resolution that I had uh, after is probably about six months that, uh, that I, I, actually is about a year old, uh, and I had kept in touch with uh, Betty Jo. Uh, she lives out in the country. Uh, I'm in northwest Arkansas, and and uh, she lived out in the country, and uh, she finally called me and said, I need for you to come by and talk to me. I got your letters, and I remember you leaving the messages, and and I think we're ready to, to do something. And so uh, we met, and uh, 
her niece was there, and uh, I, as I start finding out that the the estate was two years, the, the probate was two years old, and been sitting in the attorney's office for two years, and he hadn't done anything on it until finally they got it done. And uh, Betty Joe had been making mortgage payments for two years to keep uh, to keep the to keep the property from going into foreclosure, as well as utilities. And I just sit there and I said, I wished you had called me earlier. And she said, but I want my sister's car. Betty Jo is her sister. I want my sister's car. Well, we have to do that. Got my estate seller. It was during COVID. We had to do an estate sale instead of an auction for the personal property. Uh, and the whole time I'm talking to the attorney, and uh, he just sat there and he said, well, you know, it's the, the price has got to be approved, and we've got this process. I'm very familiar. Here's a broker's price opinion. Uh, uh, two of the judges already know me, and they, uh, they, they know the work that I've done with him before. And uh, so he said, well, as soon as we get approval, you can't put it on the market. I said, we got an estate sale first to get done. So, so that woman must have had 500 beanie babies in there, and that's estate. And so we finally got that done. And, and Betty Jo kept saying, "I, I want, I want my, uh, my, uh, I want that car." And it's a 2000 Hyundai Elantra with uh, about 100,000 miles on it. I looked at the estate seller and I said, "You got any ideas?" And he looked at me and he said, "Sure." Why don't we put her put uh, her, why don't we go ahead and get her offer on the uh, on the on the uh, on the on the automobile and we'll make that the reserve and uh, she uh, she can pay for it out of the proceeds uh, from uh, that she's going to be reimbursed on it. She had paid five hundred dollars a month for 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 two years. She'd paid uh, about twelve thousand dollars out of her pocket to keep that thing from being. Uh, being foreclosed on, and I said, this is going to wow. be a piece of cake. It's going to look like it's free, but what we're going to do, and the way I've got to sell this to the uh, the attorney is I have to tell him that she has how much, 12000 plus uh, that she's given you receipts for? And he said, yes. And I said, she wants to buy the, the, the car. Do you have the title? And yes, she's going to buy the car for $2,100, which is over the book, uh, blue book value. Just take $2,100 out of her reimbursement. And that way it's still a part of the estate assets. And there was a, uh, that was picky that way because there was uh, another out-of-state heir that demanded a complete inventory of the personal property uh, on that. So oh, that's brilliant. The, the, yeah. the happy, ending, happy ending, the attorney uh, said, you're not going to sell that house for any more than than $100,000. I sold it for $160,000 with 10 multiple offers on it and presented it to the executor, and she said, Cut it down to two or three. Which ones should I be looking at? <laughs> and so I had my net sheets all ready, and uh, she picked the one. Went to the attorney. This is the one that we want to want, want to accept. And uh, and uh, he uh, closed closed the estate. And uh, Betty Jo got her car plus her uh, plus her eleven uh, fifteen. What is that? Uh, about fourteen thousand dollars and. And utility payments reimbursed, and the other heirs got what they needed out of it. And uh, it's uh, Betty Joe and I. She's an elderly lady. I'm staying in touch with her because there's another estate that I can that I can help out with down well, the road. And I'm familiar. And I'm familiar with the family. 
What a great story. And by the way, my apologies to Bud Thompson. I confused you with Bud Thompson. I always, I always intertwine you guys. But Bud was the shrimp boat guy. And Roger, that is a great story of providing value, really taking your time, understanding the overall situation and going above and beyond to make it a win-win-win for everybody. So that that is our win of the week. I don't think anybody can touch that. That's great. It's always good to hear from you, my friend. I appreciate it. I have uh, three things that I'm adding to uh, uh, to my uh, marketing. Uh, uh, it's a synopsis of how I'm trying to get attention, and I'm using it on uh, my phone calls, solving problems, saving time, no extra fees. Awesome. That's that is amazing. great. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks, as always, for sharing, my friend. We got a full queue, but I really appreciate you. I called on you uh, by mistake, but it, it turned out to be a – a great story, and I appreciate you sharing. Good to hear from you. Hey, hey, before you let him go, hey, Roger, you Razorback fan? Uh, just a little bit. Uh, Georgia better look out. <laughs> you got you got yourself a football team this year, buddy. I was thinking about you. Rock on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, Coach Pitts has really made uh, really recruited everybody that was on the team. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, how much is this costing us? And I said, well, it's cost us a, a, a athletic director that gave a, a Brett Billima a buyout that we've never seen before. He lost his job. Billima lost his job. We had a, a short-term uh, one-season coach, and then we had uh, uh, some other guy from now. Now they're calling us the best – Arkansas is the best team in Texas. <laughs> Indeed, we beat, we, we, we beat right. We beat Rice. We beat Texas, and we beat Texas A and M. So we're off to a good start right, yeah. this year. We're really we got to let you go, but thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Great job. Not only uh, informative but entertaining as always, Roger. All right, we have two more in the queue. Next up is phone number ending in O two seven one. You're up next. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, my name's Amy, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, we've been wholesaling, doing some real estate for the last six months, uh, maybe a little bit longer, but uh, we, we decided to go with the probate niche because we see how much value uh, there is to uh, provide these families and you know, monetize the probate process beyond just the real estate uh, and really provide a ton of value because we were just really unsatisfied with how little value we could provide uh, when, you know, it's really easy to pick up a phone and somebody take an offer and assign a contract. But my question is, I, I just started Probate Master yesterday. We've been uh, integrating probate into our business model for the last few weeks. And Probate Master is kind of just icing on the cake. Uh, but my question is, what is it that you guys found in your experience uh, to, I guess, to be the best way to make great relationships with the attorneys uh, you know, because I've been calling them. Um, a lot of them are just, uh, they're busy. They're busy people. They don't have time to listen to every single real estate person that calls and is offering value services. So I guess, you know, where, where are you guys seeing these relationships really start to flourish and go to the next level for those referrals uh, to really help them and provide value? It's a great question. And uh, the, the, um, answer i have to kind of go back and and tell you a little bit about what um what i did in the beginning of my probate uh, career is i would uh, i would walk into their offices i would mail and i would call and all of those things 
um, worked slowly. So you're really kind of building sort of a long-term relationship with that. And then um, one day I stumbled onto a um, onto a, a, a way to build relationships, and it worked so easily that I really don't do personally a lot of um, a lot of calls to attorneys anymore, or even mail to attorneys anymore. I still do some, um, but uh, but I was having a conversation with a financial planner, a friend of mine. And I was talking to him about probate, and I asked if uh, if he would be interested in uh, kind of co-working these leads with me, um, just from the standpoint of um, helping with their inheritance, helping them um, save money on taxes, different things like that. And of course, uh, the financial planner was just over the moon to be included in, in that side of the business. It was something that he'd been overlooking. And at the end of that conversation that he was really excited about, um, I said, um, you know, while I'm building my team out, um, I could really use a good connection with an estate planning attorney or two. And I didn't say probate attorney. I said estate planning attorney, which um, is basically, typically probate attorneys are estate planning attorneys. Estate planning attorneys are typically probate attorneys. And he handed me um, two names and pulled his phone out and did a text connection between both of them. I was on the phone building a relationship with both that day. And it was so easy to pick up two attorneys that way. It was so easy that I just started going to the financial advisors and the financial planners and having conversations about um, about probate and inherited property and inherited wealth. And, uh, and, and they all have attorneys that they consistently refer to. The majority of attorneys in the probate or the estate planning space get their business, the majority of their referral business, from financial advisors. So if you go to the financial industry, the planners, the advisors, um, build a relationship with them, uh, they'll take you to their preferred attorneys, and the attorney's always going to be willing to have a conversation with you because it's their best referral partner that introduced you. And it's just, it's really easy. It's a little bit slower, but it's a lot less work. And it's a warm relationship because it's a handoff. Yep. Bruce, this is Chuck. And, and I would say that, you know, you can expand that. Of course, financial planners, as you described, are probably that strongest referral um, link. But there's home health care services. There's, you know, transportation companies. There's other folks that you know, have connections to the family, but you, but going to those other professionals and, and establishing those referral relationships are going to be, um, you know, super. And it can be as simple as hashtag ask Facebook, right? And you go through your sphere of influence and say, hey, you know, we're, we're working on this particular aspect of our business and I'm looking to connect with more folks that help out with elder law or you know, estate planning, who do you know or who have you worked with in the past, you know, and, and really, you know, reaching out to other folks once you've gone through your sphere of financial planners. You know, another one, that's great, Chuck. Another one to add to that would be, of course, the nursing homes, the senior care facilities. There's always a director there that's in charge of keeping the place full. So reach out to that person with the, hey, I run into people all the time that, you know, mom died, dad needs to get into a home like this, and we need to sell their place right away. Can I refer them to you? Okay, I can. Great. And by the way, I'm also looking to build the same kind of relationship with an attorney. Can you recommend? Because a lot of times attorneys do the same thing. 
you're referring to the same sources. You know, you have the same clients, in, you know, in common. So, you know, throw the carrot out that I'm going to send people to you, and would you, would you include me in some of the relationships you've already established? It's a great, great way to do it. And I, I think the key really is that you, that you need to offer the help first to those referral partners. Say, hey, how, how can I help you grow your, grow your business? We have a lot of the same, the same clients yep. and interests. What, what, ask them to train you on how to refer somebody to them. And they'll be over the moon thrilled because you expressed that interest in helping them out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. All yeah. right. Yeah. No. All right. Perfect. Well, well, we have one more in the queue that will bring us nicely up to the top of the hour. Uh, last call today is phone number ending in two eight two one. You're up. You're up last. Yeah. This is Bubba Bud out here in Nebraska. Hey, <laughs> Bubba. Hey, man. <laughs> no, I, just, I, I always get a kick out of listening to Rock Fleet. You're breaking up a little bit. Can you? You're breaking yeah, up just a little bit. Say, say, say again. Well, I'm just saying thanks, Jim. Uh, I appreciate that you were able to match me up with the, that guy over in Tampa and put that thing over. <laughs> Yeah, great. tell me, and I apologize. I conf- I confused you and Rob. I don't know why you remind me of each other, but did I do a good job of telling the story? Just to highlight the highlight the deal for me, real quick for everybody, real quick, and how how yeah, it worked you know, and how it went. Sure, it started out. I've done a lot of work with this uh, attorney in probate, and uh, ironically, he uh, referred uh, a family to me that had a power of attorney uh, for a fellow that had to leave his home, and I ended up. Uh, uh, hey, Bud, your 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 voice sounds ho- hollow. Yeah, can you like pick huh. up, maybe take off the headset or something? Oh no, it, it is without the headset. That's just Nebraska. Oh, well, that's better. Whatever you did, that's better. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it started out with a, a house here in town at two seventy five that we ended up selling with three offers at three hundred six, and then we went to. He said, "Can you find me somebody in Florida?" And that turned into that seven hundred thousand dollar deal. I I'm, I think it was two shrimp boat slips. Might have been a couple boats involved. That, but anyway, had a nice referral come to it. And then it came back as uh, oh, by the way, that family also has uh, six rental houses here in Omaha. And you want to work on those. So that, that's another million. So it turned into a two million dollar uh, proposition with. Uh, and the bolt slips were seven hundred thousand of that in the middle of it, and a three hundred house here, and then another million in rentals that I'm still working on. I haven't listed them the, them yet, but if they're when they clear up the uh, legal aspects of it, and uh, my best friend in that is the paralegal that works for the lawyer. Anyway, that's the scoop, and I sure appreciate that you could put it together like you did. That that helped a lot. So anybody that needs a a matchmaker. It's Probably that bunch of ATLs in Sullivan. For sure. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that. But you've been with us a long time, and you, you and any of our subscribers got my attention. But that's the benefit of doing this for going on eight or nine years now. There's not too many areas of the country where we don't really know somebody good. And I put you in touch mm-hmm. with the only person I would have in that particular market. And uh sounds like he really performed for you. So that, that's a great story. We may have to have two winners of the week between you and uh, Roger this week. Since I confused you, I should uh, give you both the award. But uh I thank you for sharing, my friend. We appreciate it. 
All right. Yeah. And best regards to you guys and to Roger. Take care. Bye. All right. Take care, everybody. Well, that is perfect end to the call, guys. I want to, as I always do, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. I want to particularly thank those that actively participated. And I want to challenge each of you. We had a lot of great ideas on the call today. Take one idea, one thought, one thing that inspired you on this call. Go out and put it into practice. And please come back next Thursday and share your results with the group. Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you same time next Thursday. Take care.